Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Song School Show. My name's Peter and I have with me today Joe McKenna. Hello. Some of you may know Joe from such Song School workshops as everywhere. The past five years? Everywhere. For the last five years, Joe has been entertaining, educating and just keeping it real up and down the country with Song School. And what you might not know about Joe is that he's a, an amazing songwriter and performer. That's tough. I'm reading your biography. <laughs> you wrote it. Uh, no, he is. He's, he's, uh, he's very good. He's just got a new EP out. First one ever, I think. Second. Second one. This is like more of a kind of little acoustic mini album than EP, I suppose. Whoa, that's a lot to fit there on. Used to be, bands back in the day used to do like little acoustic albums or, or little small albums, and nobody does that anymore. No, just you. Just me now. I'm bringing back that art form of the uh, mini album. Yay. Uh, Joe's from Belfast. I am indeed. And he has worked the song school for five years, as he has told us. He lives in North County, Dublin. He likes long walks on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Well, the beach isn't that long. I like to walk on the beach, and then the beach, I run, I run out of beach, I go on to the grass. Okay. And he's got a dog called Nemo. Dog called Nemo, named after the song. Bingo was his Nemo. Yeah. And uh, we'll find out more about Joe as we go along. But first up, let's hear a little bit about, uh, let's hear a little bit of Joe. Okay. Uh, what song are we going to play, Joe? We're going to play a song called Back Before Sunrise, which is I think it's probably the first song on the album. Uh, it's not an album. It's a mini EP. A mini album. album. <laughs> EP thing. An album. Call it an album. Yeah, here we go. Honey, the snow means I gotta go, we gotta be heated Somehow the cons and the pros, baby, they froze just like the water Out there, no worse than a dollar on double line collars No, honey, I'll juice screw my hair if we didn't need it Then, honey, I'll beat it, believe it, it's stripping Me bare of all of the airs and all of the graces Back at the faces, staring, wondering how I'm getting by now But nobody knows just how scared I am with the dark The color of the lock is something I just do I'll bear, but open your eyes until you know lies You find me sitting there, yeah, yeah I'll be back before sunrise. 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 I don't see the day or trickle away. It's something they hold out on me. Can I convey the level of pain that making me feel here nightly? Maybe if I pray, I find it someday that decided to cut me. Free this level of pain, I can despair. Some surviving instinctively, so I put a night hours because of your powers. If you scream, fuck you, pay me. Can't break a promise and let me be honest this evening. I don't want to leave. I'll be back before sunrise. I'll be back before sunrise. I'll be back before sunrise. I'll be back before sunrise Cause you know that I'm best man adjacent And the nights that we lose no replacement And the hours that a few I will waste it I'm calling up the news of baby I'll make a statement now But how Lord has only given me this one chance to breathe And the work and the dawn is keeping us on our feet I'll be crying in the night time, you go looking for me I'll be back before the sun has got his head on the sink I'll be back before sunrise I'll be back before sunrise I'll be back before sunrise I'll be back before sunrise
Oh, I knew that last chord was coming. That was lovely, Joe. Thank you. And so tell us, what's that about? That song is about when I used to work uh, night shifts back many years ago in a factory. <clears throat> that My daughter would, uh, would get upset when I would go to work at night. She could never really understand it because she was quite young. And I would tell her that I'd be back before sunrise, but that only worked in the summer, in the summer, in the winter, because it would be dark mornings and dark evenings. Uh-huh. Before in the summer, it would be a lie, because by the time I would come home, the sun would be up. And if you so. lived in the northern hemisphere, way up on the Arctic Circle, it would have to be like six months, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. That song wouldn't work. It's probably not going to sell up there. Uh, it's up <laughs> for a limited period, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell us, Joe, uh, your songs in general, what do you normally write about? I used to write about myself and emotions and struggles and love and all that stuff. But then after a while, when, when you kind of start getting a bit older and you get a wife and kids, things kind of start changing. Life becomes a little bit less, not inspiring, but just a little, a little, a little less exciting. So you can't have to think, dig a bit deeper to find something else to write about. So I find myself the past few years kind of gearing towards more fictional songwriting, sort of more storytelling type songwriting, mm-hmm. which I find is it's harder to do. But it's it's a lot more gratifying, you know. And who would be your influences in general or in that regard? In general, uh, I don't know. So I suppose when I first started playing the guitar, my influences were Oasis. I suppose they spawned thousands, if not millions, of acoustic guitar players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then from there, I moved on. I started listening to the Beatles, obviously, and then I started listening to singer songwriters like David Gray. Uh, I listened to a lot of Paul Weller. Um, Stone Roses. I, li- I listened to kind of generally nearly anything, you know, anything that sounded good to me. And then when I, m- I moved to America, uh, I got infatuated by the Dave Matthews band because I just thought they were amazing. And it kind of it influenced the way I play the guitar, you know, mm. because I, I like the, the rhythmic aspect of it because I like, I like rhythm and I'm a big fan of like hip hop and dance music. And I think the rhythm kind of suits, suits me. And they do that very, very well. It's interesting because you started one place with the Oasis and then you kind of went back to their main influence, the Beatles. Yeah, I think it's impossible to do that. And then you go sideways. It's not chronological, is it, when you get into music? No, no, I think it's impossible to listen to Oasis and not go, okay, well, I'll listen to the the guys who originally made this music, (laughs) you know, the Beatles. Yeah, very good. And how long have you been writing songs for? I've been writing songs since I was 21. I started playing guitar when I was 16. Very factual. I know. I remember it all. Uh, 21 and I started writing my song what happened was I was living in Florida with my sister and her boyfriend who's now her husband for a couple of months and uh, he had a studio set up mm-hmm. I thought I was fa- fascinated by the studio and uh, it was in his bedroom but he had this old sort of cassette recorder thing that I could plug a rec- plug a, a mic into and I could record stuff and I had mm-hmm. a stack of tapes so I stayed in my four room track, kind of kind of a four track yeah. thing yeah but you, you could double up you could put you know yeah guitar pieces on it. so I just spent ages just mm. experimenting with that writing songs most of which I don't think I have any of them ever I mean I can probably remember the chord structure to one of them the first song I wrote was called How Did You Know or something like that there and it was some sort of weepy ex-girlfriend you know broken heart mm-hmm. it's not my fault it's yours sort of thing and uh, I just kept on writing songs from there you know and uh cool. Being in contact with other kind of songwriters, people that I've met. Well, uh, funny, when you start writing songs, would it still be the same as to when you're writing songs now? Would it still be the same approach? Like what would come first or is there a format that you'd use? I think you'll go through formats. I think you'll, I mean, originally, I mean, originally I would would write to the music because the music would be 
easiest first because you, you mm. learn and see even even if you knew four or five chords yeah you just play those and then that would be enough for you because you would be so enamored by the idea that you're creating something you know but i think as it as you go forward and the kind of the you know the shine sort of wears off a little bit and you realize that it is just that it is a craft and you got to keep pushing forward i think that changes over time you know you'll you, sometimes i find now that the words are more important to me than the music is you know okay. but i mean i i have tons of half finished songs that have really really good chord progressions but i haven't actually sat down sat down and, and put words to them because it can be i find that can now be a struggle to put words to the music as opposed to put music to the words because i think the words are more important to me now than they used to be and i think i've learned that through writing songs through the years that the words make more of a difference to my songs than the music does you know so uh, in answer to my question what comes first uh chicken <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh how often would you write songs? Not as often as I should, uh, but I'll I'll constantly sit down and, you know, for an hour, half an hour, even an hour, and just come up with uh, a chord structure, you know. And one of the things I heard that I heard Dave Matthews say one time, he says that he's got no, well, he's a phenomenal guitar player, so he's got no problem sitting down for an hour and playing the same thing, round and round and round and round and round and round and round until he's happy that it's what he wants to stick with, you know, and I'll do that constantly and I'll put my phone, if I come up with something good, I'll take my phone out and I'll sit it in front of me and I'll play it into the phone and then I'll upload it to the computer. So I kind of backlog most of the mm. stuff that I should have written, you know, and what I've started to do now is kind of go through old notebooks and pick out lyrics that I'd liked and try and piece them together because I think it's, you should constantly have a fresh approach to writing your songs. You should constantly try to channel, challenge yourself mm. to, you know, say, well, you know, I've done it that way. I mean, everybody's had a moment where a song is just falling out. Falling out is really easy. And that'd be great if it happened all the time, but it doesn't. Yeah. You know, so I think you just got to think of different interesting ways to kind of turn your head around a song. And like, like I've said in many workshops, you know, one of the greatest challenges is probably to write a love song without putting the word love into it. You know, so things like that. I'd love for that to happen. Little challenges, little challenges like that. There, you know, just go. Okay, can I write a, can I write a heart, a song about a heartbreak without putting, you know, heartbroken or you know, certain words to keep those. So what, use metaphor. Or? Well, no, you got to write it. The way I said, you got to write around the subject. You know, if you want to write a song, put it, put down what you don't want in the song. Sometimes, say, I don't want to use the word pain. I don't want to use the word love or heartbreak or or moon or moon. Or you've left me or anything. Take all mm. that stuff out. You can also have fun with it as well. I mean, I have a song that I haven't played in a long time, and the first lyric is, uh, darling, this song isn't going to contain the words, please come back. Okay, you know? that's an interesting place to start. So which which uh, kind of gives you, it's, it's kind of interesting to go, yeah. what? You but it, when you're talking about writing songs, uh, it's quite interesting because you mentioned technology there and that you'd use your phone, you'd use your, your computer. It's not how you would have initially started because those things wouldn't have been as readily available or wouldn't yeah. have had the capacity to record. So do you still use pen and paper and do you still just pull out a guitar yeah, sometimes? I still or? use pen and paper. I mean, uh, yeah. I think there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than just sitting down and having a pad on your knee or a mm. table next to you and you're playing. Because there's only way to catch those sort of moments that, go, that are really fleeting. You write them down. Yeah. I think only the speed of your writing can capture the thoughts, you know. I remember talking to an Australian songwriter called Neil Murray and he wrote a song that became a big hit called My Island Home and he talked about that. He was on the bus 
and he was going down from Melbourne to Sydney, I think, whatever. It was a long bus trip, but he was stuck on the bus. This is pre-phones, pre-everything, and he didn't even have a pen and paper, I think. It was just in his head, and this idea came, the chord progression to words, and he had to wait till the bus stop, ran out, grabbed his guitar and play it, you know, and wrote it down. So it's uh, we're very sport for choice these Absolutely. days. I was just going to say, that doesn't happen to many songwriters anymore unless you live in the deepest, darkest Chile or something like that. And have a good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hear another song, will we? Yeah, let's hear what another song, hear? yeah. Uh, let's hear Passenger, which is the uh, the archetypal, uh, you know, love song that every singer-songwriter has to write. After you're just dissing love songs, we're about to hear a, a love song. Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> there are no it? rules. The rules are meant to be broken, <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> say please there in the dark no one sees the tears only me and my below know of all my fear but as the sun ignites switching places with the moon creeping under doorways as the birds begin to tune Go in my life I walk miles in many shoes I made a lot of stops yeah, But the only passenger is you The only passenger is you Guiding me to grace And if you don't know where we're going Then I'll drive all over the place Far away now, darling The life I thought I'd lead A millionaire without it Yeah, yeah, but none of this I need I don't know where I'm headed Honey, no, I don't have a clue But I get there in the end I swear the only passenger is you The only passenger is you Guiding me to grace and if don't know where we're going, then I'll drive all over the place. The only passenger is you, guiding me to grace. And if you don't know where we're going, then I'll drive all over the place. All over the place, I'll drive all over the place. And I'll be singing that I'm the arrow, you're my goal, shoot me for 
understand I will go and I go and I go and I go Go, I make a deal and it's for real Now tell me what you know and say I'm the arrow, you're my goal Shoot me forth and I will go And I go and I go and I go Go, I make a deal and it's for real Now tell me what you know Passenger. So, Joe, love song. Yeah, it's one of those songs, like I mentioned before, that just falls out in the space of 10 minutes. And uh, it was also a song where I thought to myself, like I said, I'm not going to put the word love in this song, but it's going to be quite clearly a love song. So, Can I ask you a question? If When you say you think to yourself, do you start that sentence talking to yourself, say, Joe? Uh, no, I don't do that. I just have it in my head. So you your head knows who you're talking to. That's yeah. fine. Just one voices in my head. I, I I can streamline them and direct them. What's that song? Voices of the living, voices of the dead. Oh, Jar Wobble. That's oh, a weird song. Going back a long time. <laughs> uh, best advice you've ever been given, Joe? Ooh. Two pieces of advice I've been given. One was by a producer in uh, New Jersey, who I was signed to a production deal, and we toured around all these big labels. And uh, slowly but surely, the uh, two guys that ran a production company, one, I think, went insane. And the other one uh, just kind of fell out of love with doing his job. And uh, sort of as a, the whole sort of contract thing was coming to an end. And uh, the producer sat me down and he said, listen, uh, don't let them take the craft from you. And I kind of didn't know what he meant. I said, well, what do you mean don't let the craft from me? He said, listen, what we're doing here may, not never, may never go anywhere and, you know, you may never wind up being a superstar. Ever, anybody might never wind up being a superstar. But don't let them, don't let that experience take away the ability to sit down and just pour yourself into a song. You know, don't make it, you know, don't let it become, you know, chasing a demographic. Don't make it a job. Yeah, still okay. make it, keep it as a craft. And don't let, you know, music business and all that other bull take that away from you, you know. Sure. Which, keep that for yourself. Sage advice, isn't it? Yeah. And the other one was... Declan Leg, the guy who's actually recorded the, the, the album, when uh, he said to me that if you keep doing what you've done, you're going to keep getting what you've got, which is great advice because basically it says, you know, if you keep, you know, chipping away at the same thing constantly, you're going to keep making the same mistakes and you're going to keep getting the same results, you know. So try something different, you know. It's just why I kind of did this fully acoustic album because I tried several times before to record these songs with different arrangements and different bands and different people and I never got the sound that I wanted and we just kept hitting the same wall. So I thought, right, well, I needed, I needed to kind of clear the decks and get the shelves clear of these songs because they were the songs that I've been had for a long time. So I thought, right, just record them and do them the way people are used to hearing them, which is just me and the guitar. It's very honest, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that advice also works if you're playing an instrument because very often if you know three or four chords or as a guitarist you might have a particular key you like to sing and yeah. we tend to gravitate towards that. So it's good advice. And is there a song we always ask this in a workshop? So I'm going to I'm going to put it on you, Joe. Is there a song you wish you had have written, and why? There's probably tons of songs I wish I had have written, but uh, I mean, if I had to pick one song that I wish I had have written, uh, "The Space Between" by Dave Matthews Band. It's one of my favorite songs because it's just the lyrics are really good, and the, it's not your average structure. You know, it's got it's kind of a, got this dark sort of E chord type verse. It's 
I don't know. Very doom, 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 doom. But the chorus is really, really melodic, and it's like something that came out of a not a pop song, but a big inspirational song. So it's kind of the difference between the verse and the chorus is great. The space between it. The space between it's called. Okay. That's got one of the greatest lyrics that I think, and it's uh, it says the sp- the space between the tears we cry lies the laughter that keeps us coming back for more. Okay. Which I think is really cool. It's one of my favorite songs. It's got a great guitar riff, and they're, some they're, homework. they're an awesome band as well. Well, they'd be on YouTube or... Oh, the Spotify. video's on YouTube. The video's yeah. good, too. Cool. Anyone that you'd like to play with, you haven't played with? I don't play with Dave Matthews, but I don't think I'd be up to his level of playing because he's a phenomenal guitar player. But, I mean, I, when I lived in the States, I spent a long time just copying a lot of his songs and learning a lot of his hmm. riffs. Um, Maybe when he's, in, when he's in Dublin, he might get you up to it. That'd be great. Um, yeah. That's what I'd like to play with. I wouldn't mind playing with someone like Christy Moore. You know, I get the feeling that playing with Christy Moore would be uh, that he'd be he'd be very good to you as a, as a musician. That if you play, if you sat on stage with him, he'd be very he'd be very giving to you on stage. Now, I could be totally wrong, mm-hmm. but I get the feeling that he it'd be it'd be more it'd be fun to play with him. You know. Well, you've mentioned established acts. So is there anyone who you think we should be looking out for? Anyone to give us a heads up on? Yeah, well, there's like I said before, there's Declan Leg that recorded the album. He has recorded a young girl called Soak, mm-hmm. whose real name is Brady Munns Watson. She's from Derry, and she's only 16. But her star is really on the rise now. I've heard of stars. Sea Creatures. Sea Creatures. Yeah. It's actually been nominated for Choice Music Awards Song of the Year. Wow. And uh, it's it, it was literally just an EP that Declan recorded with her. And she has one of those voices that... Well, as soon as I heard it, heard it, like I was in his studio when he played me the EP, and the first thing that came into my head was that she sounded like the kind of voice and song you would hear in a movie like Juno. It yeah. had that feel to it. Yeah, kind that's of very cool. In the sort of hip type feel to it and she had this amazingly unique voice so watch out for her I think in the next year she's going to be just getting bigger and bigger and of course there's there's Liz Liz Seaver that we, we both know from Scaries who's uh, I mean just probably the opposite side of the singer song spectrum compared to Soak I mean Soak would be more of like an indie kind of you know I wouldn't want to say hipster because it's kind of like an insult nowadays but it is kind of like a hip you know very cool very chilled out type of music Whereas Liz is geared towards radio, but I mean it's geared towards radio as in like it's perfect for radio. I mean her her single in between you and me is just it's got radio written all over it. You know? Liz will be a guest if not on the next show, the show after. So I'll tell her that. Yeah. You're delighted. So um, who else would I look out for? Well, Ben Howard, but I don't think I'm really look, looking out for him anymore. He won two Brit Awards. I think maybe last year if I had said that, uh, you would have been hipper. I would have been yeah. way way hipper, but uh, yeah. I don't know, see, it, it's, I think it's difficult, especially in Ireland now, for a lot of Irish artists coming through, you know, I think that they generally want to push the same thing forward constantly, you know? Well, originality is a key. It's interesting to say Soak because a lot of great songwriters over the years, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, lots of people would have very unusual voices or very unusual styles, mm. and very often we tend to gravitate towards the generic, Hit yeah. sounds, you know, so that's cool. That's, uh, I think it's good advice for anyone out there too who has an unusual voice or an unusual style, keep at it. But people who seem to think that originality is something, well, I have to sound original, so they go out of the way to try and sound original. But I think if you just do your thing, yeah. that's original enough. If your thing is pop music, that's cool. That's original pop music from you. And, there's the, and same thing if you do indie music, it's original indie music from you. I think if you just do your thing, and it's original for you, and you do it the way you want to do it. That's it. That's the best you can do. And just aside from that, you're just going to be kind of chasing your tail. Just uh, before we wrap up, Joe, what are your plans for the for the next while with music? 
Uh, with music, uh, well, I was glad to get these songs out of the way, so hopefully I'm going to start writing a batch of new songs. Um, I want to try and get away from the, the kind of feel of these songs because I feel like they all kind of got the, not the same sort of feel, but they're all kind of packaged in the same sort of, you know, they've got a lot of um, emotion packed into them. And I wouldn't mind just changing up things a bit different, doing something a bit more upbeat, maybe using some, some sort of electronic sort of tools to make music next time and be laying back on the guitar a bit. But uh, we'll see what happens. I kind of haven't, uh, I haven't thought too deeply about it. But I mean, I just want to kind of get the songs out there. I get people to listen to them. Um, if anybody feels like covering them, any Damien Dempsey's out there, or anybody wants to cover any songs, feel free. You know. Uh, but apart from that, just you know, just happy enough playing them and people enjoying them. And you know, I think it's, it's a great thing Paul Weller said that uh, he found out after the you know the jam had split up. And Style Council had split up, and he was kind of left not playing music for a while. And he said he sat down and he had a real crisis of confidence. And he eventually he came out of that and he said that he realised that if you play music and you play an instrument, that you have to do it in whatever capacity you do it. Be it you know playing in a pub, be it doing karaoke, be it singing for you, with your friends. He said whatever capacity you do what you do. He said that you ha- you're compelled and obliged to do it. You know, as a musician, as an artist, or whatever, which I think is a great way to look at things. A lot to take on board there, Joe. And people want to download your stuff. Where do they get it? Go to SoundCloud, uh, Joe McKenna Music on SoundCloud, and you can download three free tracks from the album. And then the album will be for sale in the next couple of weeks. You keep saying album, but it's actually album. It, well, I don't, I don't <laughs> know how to call it mini album, acoustic album. It's extended EP, I suppose. EEP. It's so EP. people can get into the Joe Zone. Yeah, into the Joe Zone. Yeah. And if anyone would like any more information on uh, Joe's music, as he said, you can get it there. You also have Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at JoelerCoaster, J-O-E-L-L-E-R-C-O-A-S-T-E-R. Yeah. Uh, you can check me out there. There's Joe McKenna on Facebook, which is my Facebook, where I stick up random things. Um, yeah, and if you see me, my name, posted anywhere for a gig, come along, have a chat. Um, that's kind of it, really, you know. You see Joe at uh, workshops throughout the year and, and during the summer. If you'd like to know more about Song School, you'd like to get in touch, you can get us on www.songschool.ie or on facebook.com forward slash songschool or songschool underscore IE is our Twitter. Uh, and we're on loads of stuff. But look up songschool.ie. Uh, it's Songschool. I think the majority of it comes up anyway. Yeah, it's all one word. So listen, we're going to play out one more track, Joe. What have you got? Play out uh, Saviour. Cool. Thank you very much for being our special guest on our special edition of our special thing. It's just special all around, Joe. It's been special. Come clean. I'm not the man I thought I was, but living on half baked dreams. To convince myself I had a cause, and I was as hard as it seems. I do not have the time to pause, but you, but you know when life lean. 
I did not fight to get a person Tell me now, hey now darling Won't you pray this morning That I wake from my dreams And I do not find tears Cause I've been so betraying You know goes without saying That I must find help To get us out of here Cause I spent too long waiting A topic of much debating Cause with a rhyme gonna make it Through one more year now But please don't worry You know no one's in a hurry But I'm gonna move Let me make this clear I'm the saviour Come to wave you From the clouds Back down to me And I'm the stranger Who rearranged you But I put the diamonds Beneath your feet And I reveled In my friendship with the devil And I was trying to To bury me Well, baby, my shoes are warm From every mile the problem here And honey, my clothes are torn I've been a vagabond for many years But now I've been reborn With a second chance to face the fierce And won't you keep me warm Till I get myself together, dear And tell me now, hey now, darling Won't you pray this morning That I wake from my dreams And I do not find tears Cause I've been so betraying You know, goes without saying That I must find help to get us out of here Cause I spent too long waiting A topic of much debating Cause whether I'm gonna make it through one more year now But please don't worry I know no one's in a hurry But I'm gonna move Let me make this clear I'm the savior Come to wave you From the clouds Back down to me And I'm a stranger Who rearranged you But I put the diamonds beneath your feet And I reveled in my friendship with the devil And I was trying hard to bury me Hey now darling, won't you Pray this morning that I wake from my dreams And I do not find tears Cause I've been so betraying You know it goes without saying That I must find help to get us out of here But I'm too long waiting On a topic of much, much debating Is whether I'm gonna make it through one more year now But please don't worry I know no one's in a hurry But I'm gonna move Let me make this clear Morning, that I wake from my dreams and I do not find tears Cause I've been so betraying, you know, goes without saying That I must find help to get us out of here Cause I spent too long waiting, I talk like a much debating Is whether I'm gonna make it through one more year now But please don't worry, you know, no one's in a hurry But I'm gonna move, let me make this clear I'm the savior And I've come to wave you from the clouds back down to me. And I'm a stranger, and yes, I rearranged you. But I'll put the diamonds beneath your feet. And I revel with my friendship with the devil. And I was trying to hope, but don't fucking bury me.